Hey, it's Dylan Dunlap. I'm the host and founder of a club called Serotonin Sunday, and I would love to welcome you to the official podcast. This is a stigma-free space designed to pull the curtain back on the creatives who cultivate the art that we love. Whether you personally struggle with a mental health condition, you know somebody that struggles, or you just want to listen, you've come to the right place, and you are welcome here. It's important to express that I am not an expert or a medical professional by any means, which is why you'll be able to hear from my friends at mental health organizations who will share stories and resources with us. Each episode will feature recording artists playing their favorite songs, and we'll put a spotlight on an amazing organization doing work in the mental health space. The goal each Sunday is to open up a real conversation, all the while raising our serotonin levels and enjoying life together. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. I'm just slow on serotonin. To begin here, our first guest of the evening, Alexander Saint, aka Alex Saint Kitts, is an artist with bloodlines deeply tied to the Toronto music scene. As a multi-instrumentalist, he crafts sonic portraits, telling stories through contemplative melodies, heartfelt lyricism, and his trusty acoustic guitar. Having traveled the world as a professional bassist, touring with such acts as Justin Timberlake, with Francesco Yates for the Man of the Words tour, and playing award shows with such greats as Ed Sheeran, Alexander Saint now steps out on his own to show that he has to offer as a solo artist. He's been described by platinum songwriter J.P. Sachs as super sick. He's going to be big. Saints music is a mature take of honest storytelling about loss, love, and getting off your damn phone. And he sets off to create a new identity as a mixed black man in the alt soul space. So if anybody has a microphone, you want to give it up for Alexander Saint as we bring him to the stage. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, somehow, man, we we had it in the budget. We got a lot of people over here at Serotonin Sunday, man. <laughs> I love it. I love every second of it. How's your night going? It's going, man. It's uh, I'm I'm currently in a hotel in uh, Barrie, Ontario, which is about forty five minutes outside of Toronto. Uh, I was playing a festival earlier earlier today, and now I'm just sitting in the hotel room, just hanging out with you guys. Wow, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening. Uh, we would love to listen to you perform, and then we can talk some more, man. Great. Okay. I'll play you guys a song. That is coincidentally my latest single, and uh, it's called Better. And it's about just, long story short, I'm sure we'll talk about it a bit afterwards. It's about being a better person. Never thought I'd be the one who would always sleep you on. Thought I was a hero, but I'm a wolf in your bed. Telling you I need you just a part of my evil plan. When I get what I need, I just slip out the back and I hear you cry. Come back, but both of us know I can't. Ooh, I wish I could tell you that I'm better than that, but I won't. You give me the only key to the heart that beats in your chest. I'm sorry, the lessons remain. 
you didn't think it over Just swimming in your tenderness Pick out the phone and do the same thing again Every word I said was poison Dripping from a silver tongue I watch as it coursed through every inch of your veins And I lay you down Oh, can you tell me to stay? But I can't. Oh, I wish I could tell you that I'm better than that, but I won't. You gave me the only key to the heart that beats in your chest. Yeah, I'm sorry, I left such a beautiful man oh thank you i i love your chord changes i i love the way that your voice sits on top of like everything about that was so soothing man thanks man yeah it took, you know how it goes it took me a while to like find my place because uh like like you mentioned my dad's like a singer so i always tried to sing like him and you know how it goes when you try to emulate somebody for too long you kind of lose yourself so i really finally found my own voice which is really exciting wow we share a lot of parallel in that I think uh, I only did music in the beginning days to try and be like my father and mm. I, I just think that it's such an amazing thing what you just said like learning not to emulate anybody else just but being yourself yeah and it's like it's the best form of flattery like always like I, I still love my dad like dearly and I, I always you know want to sound like him but it was like stepping out of a shadow that was really freeing for me and kind of like you know I, I would always try to emulate all kinds of other artists, but I always would try my best to be as good as he is. And not to say that I'm not, but I really finally found my own voice, which was always sitting there, but it like really took me um, time and like um, really believing in myself, which yeah, everybody always says that to people like, you got to believe in yourself and you got to know where you're and all that stuff. But it's very true. It's just like, you have to like take the leap and trust that you know what's right for you and what you want to express especially when singing so i'm finally glad i'm i'm out of place I'm, i still can't stand the sound of my voice sometimes but I, it's getting better than it was 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for your honesty because, yeah. uh, you know, as a listener, uh, I, I am just a fan of you, brother. Yeah, I, that's, what you're doing is fantastic. I think you have incredible talent. And I hope you know that, you know, I, we bring on people that we are just fans of. And, uh, and I, I believe your music to be objectively just great. And so wow, thanks, man. I appreciate you being here, man. I know there's a story behind that song if you want to touch on that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I and I hate to, you know, bring it always back to the pandy, as everybody's calling now. It's like a very endearing name pandy. for a horrible time <laughs> in all of our lives. Oh. But um, I, I've gone through, you know, a bunch of stuff through that and also a bunch of stuff in the last couple of months. You know, I, I've gone through a separation. I've, I've lost some friends, like, um, who just, like, don't talk to me anymore, who... You know, I might have done things that had they didn't agree with or like whatever, but it's just been it's been a hard time in my life. And I think the goal of it, especially when and I wrote this, I find sometimes I don't know if anybody else finds this, but I sometimes the songs I've written like this song I wrote like in 2020, I think, or 20 beginning of 2021. And it just like it's funny how your writing can like touch on like those pearls within yourself that later come true that like those things that are just like like i'm creating my own it's weird like i'm like i'm visioning something in the future like because it's just like all i want to do now is be a better person and that's reflective in my songwriting and, and, and in the person that i want to be and in the people that i want to care about and who i give my energy to but also recognizing that i'm just you know i think we all have these ideas of ourselves sometimes that we um we try to hold ourselves to these ideals that for me sometimes is unrealistic. Like, you know, I'm a bit of a perfectionist in music and, you know, in life. And it's just, I'm just a human being at the end of the day. And like, all I can strive to be is better. And that might be a big leap and it might be, um, a very small step, but like any way forward I can get is a win to me these days. So this song really is reminiscent of that trying to like figure out, you know, and then it, I'm talking about like a relationship that I had in the past that I would just like come and go kind of as I pleased and like it, me reflecting on that and seeing how that makes me feel now and how I would want to strive to be somebody better and not only like a romantic relationship fashion, but like with my friends, with my family, I've just been like taking myself out of um, my own head and looking at all these things and trying to realize who the person is I want to be at the end of the day, essentially. I admire so much your ability to talk about mistakes in in the past and just your intentions as a man i think mm. that, that is so so important and i and i just i hope you know that you have a family here with us and better will be spinning on the serotonin sounds playlist and you know i i just as another man i just want to give you your flowers for talking about these things <laughs> that I don't know what you were raised on. Uh, I was personally raised against the idea of talking in this way about these yes. things. <laughs> it seems like that's a common thread. So I just, as a fellow man, I just have to tell you, I, I appreciate your vulnerability, your transparency. And I, I know I've personally listened to the, the song on DSPs, but I hope everybody out there is able to listen again to the recording now that you've explained it and I bet it's going to be a, a really cool listening experience, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate that. I will take those flowers. I'm taking them from you right now. They're great. They smell lovely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere, not to get extremely dark, but mm. uh, most 
flowers that men get are at their funeral. And so I am, oh. I, I heard that recently and I don't know if, I, I don't know if that's statistically true, but this is me <laughs> emotionally giving you flowers in case you okay. not. Yeah. I'm still taking them. They still smell great. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic, man. Thank you so much for beginning the night off, man. You are yeah. absolutely amazing. You're always welcome back. Thanks, bro. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Dylan. Everybody listening right now, that was Alexander Saint. Do the thing. It takes two seconds. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm going to list it off for you anyways. Go on Spotify. Search Alexander Saint. Do exactly what I did in a matter of three seconds mid-sound check and add the song. Add it to all the playlists. I don't even personally care if you listen to these playlists. But just go the extra mile and add the song. Maybe search him, and as well as the other performers you're about to hear from, search him on Venmo. Tip him a couple dollars. Coffee's expensive, man. Everything goes such a long way as we are learning how to support creatives better and better each day. Thank you all so much for listening so far. My name is Dylan Dunlap. That was our first performer. We have a second one tonight. And then tonight, like I said, the music will then lead us to the mental health organization. We have Jared Bendifalo here with us from NAMI Westside, Los Angeles. We're so excited to hear from him. But first, Madison Gregory. She's a singer-songwriter who resides in Springfield, Missouri. Growing up, her dad played professionally in Motown bands, filled the house with instruments, and made a tradition of family karaoke nights. Since she was born, Madison has had a passion for music. Since 2008, she's been performing at various restaurants and breweries throughout the Ozarks and Northwest Arkansas. Madison has also worked on her craft as a songwriter by taking trips to Nashville to both write and record her music. Over the past four years, she's released five songs, which include War With Myself, a song dedicated to those with mental illness. A perfect fit for Serotonin Sunday, might I add. In 2020, she became a signed featured artist for Heart of Indie Radio. Madison's main goal with her music is to make people feel less alone in the world. And we are so happy to have Madison with us. So without further ado, I give you Madison Gregory. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm getting over the social awkwardness of me sitting in a chair pressing play on a YouTube video that has an applause sound just to recreate the effect <laughs> that we are all in the room together right now. Yeah. But I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. <laughs> Where are you coming from tonight right now? Um, I'm at my apartment. Um just kind of chilling and stuff. I was working on uh, music earlier and also uh, figuring out uh, wedding invitations and stuff. So just kind of taking a day to relax and get things done too. We love a productive Sunday. We absolutely love to hear it. Uh, thank you so much for taking an hour out of your time tonight. That sounds like a lot going on. So thank you. And we would love to listen to the song that you have prepared for us tonight. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing here. Um, the song I'm going to perform for you guys tonight is one that I released uh, called War With Myself. And it was a song that when um, I went to Nashville to go uh, record music, I had the time booked and I knew I wanted to, um, because of my personal struggles and people I've um, known who have struggled with mental illness, I wanted to write just an inspirational anthem to those who are struggling just to know that it's okay to not be okay, but to know that they can, um, they can get through it. And um, hopefully it gives them strength and makes them feel less alone in this world. 
Thank you. I'm at war with myself. Don't know how to ask for help, but I really need it. Walking through this crowd, I'm still alone somehow, but they don't see it. Madison, that was that was incredible. Thank you so much for playing Thank that. You. Thank you. I know your intentions with that was to create an anthem for mental health, and and I just hope you know you absolutely did that. You you succeeded in your goal there. Oh, thank you so much. That's that's all I could ever ask for with this song. It's one that I think will forever be one of the most important songs I've released. Um, and I just love 
hopefully that it touches people's hearts and makes them feel less alone in this world. I want to know just more about what, what the day in the life of Madison is in terms of struggling with the mental health condition that you have. I just want to tell you before I ask you about that, that I hope you know you're equally advocating for everything you're singing about just by being here, just by showing up, just by being a person, uh, continuing to pursue this. Like I, I, as somebody who gets task oriented and wrapped up in the, like, but I, I want to write these songs and I want to make a difference with these songs. And through my career, I forget to give myself like, <laughs> I guess flowers is the highlight of tonight. And, and I just, I want to give you your flowers because you are advocating in multiple ways one of them being just just showing up and I, I admire that so thank you for talking about such difficult things through your music and just letting the entire world in on that so can you tell me a little bit more about your experience and and what it is like to to struggle yeah of course um I think for me it's it is kind of like I mean the song title is war with myself um I've struggled for years with both depression and anxiety and a lot of times just you know sometimes with depression I feel like not doing anything then sometimes my anxiety gets me like well I need to do everything um and so sometimes it's I've definitely gotten like come a long way from where I used to be um when I was 18 I was very in a very dark place like my mom wouldn't want to leave me home by myself. She was just, she was just very worried and concerned. Um, I think just because I felt worthless, I felt completely um, just alone in what I was feeling. Um, but thankfully other people who um, came out with their struggles made me realize that I'm not entirely alone in this, that other people have felt the same way that I have. Um, another thing I struggle with um, and I've been a little more open about this lately is with body dysmorphia. Um, I've had a really hard time with just, you know, looking at my body and just being like, I don't look like models in a magazine and feeling just very like insuperior. Um, I would like constantly like growing up, I would like watch what I eat and mentally count the calories in my head. And as like a, 10 year old, 11 year old, that's, you know, you shouldn't be feeling like that. You shouldn't be worried about what your body looks like, but that's what it was like for me. Um, and, you know, just constantly being consumed by like, oh, I need to make sure I exercise and everything like that. Um, nowadays I've gotten a lot better with just knowing that it's okay if I need to, um, if I can't make it to the gym one day, it's not going to hurt anything. And, that, you know, it's okay to have a little extra fat on your body. And most importantly, your looks do not determine who you're like, most importantly, they do not determine your value as a human being. And um, yeah, I think I'm just, I think I'm just in such a better place than I used to be. And I'm very grateful for that. And I'm proud of myself for that too. I, I, for what it's whatever it's worth to you, I hope you know that we are all so proud of you as well, <laughs> Madison. I know you don't know any of us, but that I mean, you just opening your heart the way that you are is 
it means the world to a lot of people out there, including myself. So thank you so much. I can tell that you're speaking. This is the real you in in the world of all of these voices that are in your head and the struggles that you are sharing with us. I can tell like there's all of that across the table. And then there's there's just you as a human being and, and your beliefs and just what you know to be true. And it's I can hear that right now just through your the confidence that you're exuding and the vulnerability. And so just thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm just hoping I can make people feel less alone in this world. And I'm really happy to be here. Is there one thing about, it, it could be about body dysmorphia, it could be about any any of the number of the things that you touched on. Uh, is there one thing that you wish people knew about it as as somebody who when I was growing up my sister struggling with body dysmorphia I witnessed my father say just all of the wrong things to somebody struggling with that and I I I struggled myself because I could tell that he just wasn't educated and and he he had no idea how to deal with something and he dealt with it in a horrible way and so uh, you never know like what nugget of advice or, or wisdom or insight could help somebody is there anything that about your experience that you you wish the world knew a little bit more about yeah um i definitely think um especially compared to when i was growing up just not a lot of people talked about body dysmorphia it was very hush hush and i think i'm very grateful that it's starting to be a topic that a topic that's talked about more because i think that is helping more people to be able to come out and be like hey i'm i you know, I think I'm going through something I'm, you know, not okay. Um, I think one thing for sure that I would, you know, I kind of wish that back then it was more talked about. And I think too, especially um, with people who are struggling, I think it's very important um, that the people around them who are, you know, trying to help, they know exactly what to say, because there were a few things that were said to me that just, they didn't help me at all. And it almost seemed like it made it worse, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I think that there's a lot of toxic positivity out there or, or just people that think they know what they're saying. And I, I was talking about this earlier with somebody. I, I think that the first thing that we as human beings tend to do is try to relate when somebody shares something that they're struggling with. It's like a way of how I can love on you is by saying in in my head rationalizing finding a way to connect to it and I, and I think that we're almost moving the wrong direction and should be practicing the, the art of just listening like it doesn't even matter that I shared what I just did and and I know secondhand from seeing my sister struggle with what you just shared your experience is still your own and mm -hmm. and so unique uh, to yourself and and I just think that uh, we just need to hear from the people struggling more and, and, and not try to fix fix things. And and I, I'm just grateful to hear from you tonight. I, I, I know I already said it, but I know a lot of people are going to benefit from hearing this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think um, just we need to let the people who are struggling just speak and um, just really listen to them. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for just being an awesome person, but also flowing all of this through your craft. Uh, music is one of the most incredible art forms 
in our lifetime and it heals me when I let it heal me. And that's, I'm working on that personally. And I just, I appreciate uh, both of the performers tonight so far, Alexander Saint and Madison Gregory. Thank you so much for being here and just advocating by existing. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, that is, here's your little intermission. Okay, the intermission is over. We are halfway through the music of the evening. I'm so happy to have Allie Rain with us next. She's a Los Angeles-based singer and songwriter who blends soulful vocals with production elements spanning the realms of hip-hop, pop, soul, and indie genres. Inspired by experimental artists such as Bon Iver, James Blake, and Imogen Heap, Allie continues to push the boundaries of music, blending and crafting her own sound. A survivor of addiction and abuse, she aims to provide an intimate space for her listeners to explore topics surrounding sobriety, mental health, relationships, trauma, and healing. So without further ado, Allie Rain, everybody. Yay. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I am really excited to have a platform to dive into mental health because it's something I'm really passionate about. So I'm going to first play you guys a song. I am sick right now. I was going to do a live performance, but I think I will hurt myself and my vocal cords if I do that. So I'm going to play you a demo. And this is a song that's unreleased. It's called Self Care. And I wrote this while I was in trauma treatment. Um, I was diagnosed with PTSD about six months ago, and I went into an IOP program, which stands for an intensive outpatient therapy program. It was really intense, and during that, um, I didn't write very much music, honestly, but I wrote this song right when I was coming out of it, and it's kind of about my experience there. So this is self-care. Thank you, Allie. Had a ticket for the hard road It was harder than I thought it'd be Body went to survival Had to fight just for my heart to beat Every day, every night I cried tears no one could see Every day I lost my life Getting murdered by PTSD Until I Thank you. 
are you telling me you just leaked that incredible song here on this podcast? I did. And, you know, I hope I don't get in trouble with my producer, but it's okay. You know, <laughs> we, we can make some argument that, like, this is just for fun. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, a serotonin Sunday exclusive. The point of the song is to share it. And this is the perfect place to do so. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be okay. Allie, you feel so, I mean, just hearing your voice through the speaker, through the speaker, Inception in itself, uh, you, you just sound so comfortable uh, singing uh, from these places of, of such discomfort. I mean, you're, you're really spotlighting a lot and I want to know more about it. I just want to tell you, I, I know how, I, I, and I don't know at all in terms of your experience, how difficult that must be to get to a place where you can turn this into beautiful art talking about things that are not so beautiful necessarily uh, i respect you so much and and you're doing it in a way where that the soundscape of what we all just heard it's like really easy to absorb and just get on board and become a fan as a listener so i'm i'm such a fan of your ability to infuse your these really important topics, but also giving the listener a really comforting experience. Thank you. What is, what are you writing about now? Because uh, I know that this, this song is, you said it's unreleased. I imagine it's, it's coming out sometime soon. Uh, tell me more about the writing process for you in what, what, I don't even know what month it is. Tomorrow it will be August. So just summer 2022. What is, what is going on in your brain? So, currently, I, well, ever since I went into trauma treatment, I, I went to treatment originally because I was like, I'm not producing enough work, I'm not working hard enough, and I need to go get help because they're going to help me become a better worker. And I was already, I was a workaholic. So, you have the workaholic go to treatment to help me become more of a workaholic, and they were like, yeah, you're going to figure out that that's not what we're doing here and I was like yeah okay but that was like all I could think about was like being better and more productive and then when I was there I realized that that mindset was coming from a place of being empty and hurt and that no matter how many songs I wrote like that hole was always going to be there unless I address what was going on and so since then I've really taken a step back from writing and I I don't force myself really to write music anymore and it's been kind of confusing for me because when I started writing which wasn't too long ago I started writing like three years ago I was writing like three songs a day sometimes and I was just like I mean I was like a machine for writing songs and then I got pretty sick and I couldn't write anything and so that was like really confusing and hard for me and then it was like that pressure I was putting on myself to feel like I should be writing more but not being able to was what I really had to let go of and so right now I'm really just letting the songs come as my life comes and if I want to write it I'll write it and if I don't then I won't and it's been hard for me to like tap into that place of vulnerability lately because you know like the the truth I guess of what's going on has been revealing itself and sometimes it's like hard to face that 
Um, so, yeah. Well, I really think that it's important. And I know you're based in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's something about this place. It's, it's such a machine-like mentality that a lot of creatives, including myself in the past, in present sometimes, uh, fall under the spell of, like, the more, the quantity will matter the most in the end. If I write three songs today, if I do a hundred songs a year, or if I do a song a day for a year, I'm going to get the thing. And I, I think that when it comes to a unique situation, such as your own, such as others we've heard from tonight, such as my own of, of struggling with trauma and trying to pursue music, it's like, we have to step away because then we're just, we're going to hurt ourselves sometimes if, if we force the you know, the, the pen might be out of ink sometimes. Right. right. I, I've personally, I am just owning up to this as I speak to you. I thrive off of writing music and, and like being task oriented and, and just feeling like I'm, I'm productive and I'm doing something. And even when I write a song that directly, I don't know, confronts something that's, that's really uncomfortable and important in that sense. I, I think, you know, sometimes stepping away and, and he, learning how to heal can have just the same effect sometimes than the dopamine that you get after, you know, writing the, the thing. And, yeah. and we have to allow ourselves that, that time. So can I ask you what your self-care looks like? What you need to do in the moment where maybe you're feeling triggered or what, whatever the situation is? Uh, is there any kind of routine or practice that you have found to be beneficial for you? Well, so like I said, I was like a big workaholic and all I did all day was work. And when I moved to LA, I came out here after college with like some money saved and I was like, I'm here, I'm gonna like do music and that's all I'm here for. I don't need friends, I don't need a relationship, I don't need community, I don't need hobbies. Like it's just me and my music. And I lived like I had a lot less money than I had and I wasn't I mean I wasn't even eating I was like I need to save all this money so I can put it towards my music so I wasn't eating I didn't have a single decoration on my wall I my life was just like I mean I my life was just really sad and empty and you know that reflected in my artistry and you could tell I was unhappy and so for me my self-care is separating myself from just like an artist and realizing that I'm a whole person and I need a whole life. So like I got out and I made friends. I got a dog and I go to the dog park and that's like really therapeutic for me. And just like being outside, taking a night off to do whatever I want, cooking myself dinner, you know, like buying myself something nice if I want it. It's just like, it's like simple for me and just not putting so much pressure on myself to like be somewhere that I'm not. I feel like for the first time in my life, I've really come to a place that I'm not like desperate to get out of. And it's a little scary and hard for me because I've never had that before. Um, and so there's like a part of me that feels like I should be working harder, but there's a bigger part of me that's just like enjoying my life that's pretty like calm at the moment. Maybe that feeling that you're getting, that uneasy feeling, is a sign that you are doing, you're moving in the right direction. 
I, I feel like there are some voices in our heads that are linked to our mental health conditions that th those voices will never change. They, mm -hmm. they will say the same negative thing five years from now that they could t they'd be telling you right now. But you are absolutely correct in the saying that you are separating yourself. You are a human being outside of your job. You're also a human being outside of the mental health struggles. And I, I think it's amazing what you're doing. So thank you so much for advocating for that separation because it's so easy to identify oneself as the quote unquote, the illness. I know that we, funny enough, we have National Alliance of Mental Illness with us tonight. And my friends at NAMI always talk about this, like the how we want to change that from illness to mental health condition and, and try to just normalize these struggles. And so thank you so much. It seems like this lineup couldn't have been more perfect. Ali, thank you so much for just being here and, and taking part in talking about these things. I, it cannot be easy. And you make it sound so easy through your music and just through the way that you're talking. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for hosting this podcast and talking about stuff that we all need to hear. Well, you know what? We're not just a podcast anymore, everybody. We are a Spotify playlist. So <laughs> plug, 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 Allie Rain serotonin sounds we're going to be spinning it all just the playlist all day long I, I think we're gonna emory let me know if it's in the budget it's probably not there's no money here but, but when it is in the budget we're gonna hire somebody to just stream all the serotonin sunday alumni 24 7 so ali before then it will be myself via a road trip spinning your song spinning alexander's and madison's and billy's and ali thank you for just providing me with new incredible music to listen to on a road trip thank you for being a listener <laughs> <laughs> of course okay so we we have one more performer for everybody tonight his name is billy raful i'm so thankful that he's here with us he's a musician from leamington ontario in canada currently based out of nashville tennessee as well as toronto so without further ado my man billy <laughs> how's it going doing uh thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great how are you man i'm good i'm good man thank you so much for having me are you three hours ahead you're in nashville right now uh i'm in i'm in nashville right now yeah yeah well thank you so much for i i always forget the time zones so oh, <laughs> I, thank I, you i drove down today and uh my girlfriend and i are normally based out of toronto so um yeah so back and forth now we were talking in the soundcheck. You actually had a show today. Uh, no, uh, I think Alex had a show today. Did somebody? Uh, oh, okay. Well, I, I'm so sorry, Billy. <laughs> no, no, uh, you're good. Allow me to then utilize this time, uh, Alexander. I hope that show went well today. Uh, <laughs> Billy, correct. This is <laughs> Billy. The soundcheck uh, we missed and then had to improvise. Correct. I thank you so much for bearing with me. Uh, no, no problem. So you drove down to Nashville today with your girlfriend? No, no, she's actually up on uh, on Peely Island right now. Um, <laughs> My goodness. So, yeah, we were on Peely Island yesterday and then uh, took the ferry across last night and then drove down this morning. Yeah. What's that drive like? Was it, uh, do you guys take turns? Uh, no, it's not. It was just me, so I did it by myself, but... Um, we uh it's it's only it's only like eight hours from windsor uh 
if if you drive fast, it's seven and a half. <laughs> I love that, and I'm concerned about that. We will circle back. Yeah, Billy, what song would you like to play for us tonight? Um, well, with my everyone sounded great um, so far. Uh, with my experience over the phone, <laughs> it distorts pretty easily. I don't know, so. Uh, <laughs> That, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna play one that I can sing softly, if that's cool. Hey, man, whatever you feel comfortable with, you can scream for all I care if, it, <laughs> if that's the thing that makes you comfortable. All right. All right. I mean, I'll do a little of both. Um, I'm going to play a song called Easy Tiger. Blonde hair, dark green eyes. It was bright, but it don't burn anymore. Nothing to change come Christmas time. You can stay where you want to be. Promise when love comes knocking, you'll answer the door. Easy time, don't you cry. People wanna love you, then they're gonna leave you. That's just the way of life. Don't blame your mind. At least we try. People wanna love you, then they're gonna leave you. That's just the way of life. Machine beeps less frequently. Going to find out what that means It was months, now it nearly be hours They say, ma'am, your son is far from the car Damn near first one into the tower Come Mother's Day, she'll be bringing him the flowers Easy time Don't you cry People wanna love you then they wanna leave you That's just the way you like A lovely man Left behind People wanna love you then they wanna leave you Wish that I could tell you bye
really I feel guilty having listened to that and not paid money to see that I mean that that felt like I was there you just transported me to a music venue that was unbelievably beautiful man thank you so much thank you so much Don. thank you your your delicacy is just I mean you you are a professional person of shutting up the room and I I just Man, I, before I talk about anything, I, I have to ask, and I'm sure the listeners are going to be thankful that I started with this, but are you? Are there any shows soon? Any way that people can... Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Um, um, next, well, September, at the end of September, this is for um, anyone over in Germany. We're going to be we play in Germany a lot, so we're going to be over in Germany at a festival at the end of September uh, called Reaperbaum. And that's in uh, Hamburg, and a little bit closer. Uh, after that, we'll, we have a tour um, across Canada in October and November with uh, my good friend JJ Wild. So it'll be a Canadian cross-country tour. Fantastic, man! I, I just you know everybody tonight. I have had this feeling like just everybody's born to be traveling and to be sending these messages of self-care and love. And I just have to say that your ability to comfort the listener in the simplistic way of that, that the chorus does, it's, uh, it's masterful and it is not on the nose and it is just the most comforting. Like, I feel like the most stubborn person in the world that refuses to take advice from any of their friends or anybody. Like if you sat them down and you forced them to listen to that song I, I i think they would actually listen to you billy <laughs> well i don't know I, I have a lot of stubborn friends <laughs> uh I, I i i appreciate you saying it though um <laughs> who uh who did you look up to growing up who was who was the your hero well it seems to be a common thread here and maybe i maybe it was on purpose and i missed it but um my father is is um, also a musician for his entire life. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get the memo. Uh, this is Father Week. This, I, this is family keeping it in the family <laughs> music business, um, which has <laughs> been such a cool thing to hear. So many, um, uh, you know, musical families. Uh, so you know, I'm constantly looking up to my father and my brother's musician as well. Um, we just grown up you know, around it and uh, getting to hear my dad's, you know, music since since before I could talk, you know, has obviously influenced and uh, definitely some something to look up to. Are you, uh, if you don't mind me asking, are you on speaking terms? Uh, is he supportive of your music? Oh, yeah, you? man. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, uh, I mean, um it's uh it's a it's a great it's a great relationship it's um sorry you just threw me on the speaking terms thing <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if we go an hour without speaking <laughs> dude that's a hey you just never know i, I know no no so no, many no, different sorry. and then i'm and then i'm like i'm like that's eh, a good relationship i'm like <laughs> i was just caught me so left i'm like <laughs> yeah um yeah. That's great to hear so, that you acknowledge each other's presence. That's good. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like it's so much more than that. 
that yeah. too. So he he's like he goes to your shows and and all that. Uh, you know, he, he um, when when he can, he he's playing quite a bit. He he plays quite a bit still, um, and he has since the since the eighties. I mean, uh, he hasn't stopped. Um, Amen. Like he says, he has a lot of kids, so he's still working. Oh, that's incredible. Well, uh, let's all just take a moment of appreciation for Billy's father. Send down some <laughs> some love his way, Mr. Rafool. Am I am I pronouncing your last no, name? No, yeah, you got it, Mr. Rafool. Jody, God. Jody's his first name. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been a rough day of pronunciation over here at Serotonin Sunday headquarters. But, dude, I, I okay. So the music is obviously absolutely incredible. I highly recommend everybody stops what they're doing immediately following listening to this podcast episode and, and support Billy on all the platforms. Uh, Billy, what is something you wish your, your audience, your listener base, whatever you want to call them, your family of listeners, uh, what is something you wish they knew about you? Um, uh, um, I guess it's gotta be something good. <laughs> I'm trying to think something good. Hey man, it could be your order at the local Chipotle. Um, what it, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that. I, I don't like cheese on my pizza. And that was Billy, everybody. We have kicked him out of the room, but you know, it was it was great while it lasted. The second you thought of the cheese remark, it was just wait, that that's that's amazing. I, I think a lot of lactose intolerant people are going to appreciate you. There you go, and it's just as good. And I'm kind of like. You know, I uh, like you're saying, sitting people down and listen, make them listen to the song and try and convince them. I don't know if that's going to work, but uh, I've, I've convinced a couple of people that pizza is very good without cheese. I I bet you're right. I I've never tried that myself. I'm going to have to do that. Give it uh, give it a go. Let me know what you. Think. <laughs> I, that is the first thing I'll do is okay. is reach out. Not thank you for being here, but just tell you my rating from one to 10, how it was. Uh, I, Hey, Billy, thank you for just being a stand around, just a stand up guy, but thank you for also advocating for those out there that cannot enjoy maybe lactose products. You know, there you, go. You, you might end up being a symbol of hope <laughs> for those out there. <laughs> Billy, thank, thank you. you so much. No, anytime. This is awesome. Thank I'd you to, to, uh, to all the performers. This is awesome. Yeah, uh, and that goes for everybody else as well. You're welcome back, Alexander, Ali, Madison, Billy, my man. Uh, all of you are family to me now. I live in Los Angeles. If there's anything Emery, who's running the Twitter account right now, and myself can do over here on the West Coast, we'll do it. So just let us know. Thank you so much, Dylan. Proud to be your street team, my man. Thank you so much, Billy. And for those of you listening right now, thank you so much for – setting just just sitting wherever you are and and just letting me set the scene and and hopefully develop some sort of comfort wherever you are so we can talk about some some important things because although you just heard from some incredible performers the thing that we all have in common including myself is that we are not experts or medical professionals and i i think that in this day and age that is so important for me to stress and I mean, obviously, this is the most important topic to me. It's what I've dedicated my music career towards, but that does not necessarily make, that does not give me a PhD. That does not make me an owner of a mental health organization. And it doesn't it just, I, I want to spotlight those people that may or may not be spotlit and, and just be able to 
shed light on the fact that they're they're doing incredible incredible things and this week we have nami the west los angeles unit i know them so very well we go back years and years and and it's just been an honor to see what good work they are doing it just in west los and west la alone because nami is is a much bigger organization it, it's just been amazing to see how the incredible work that they can do in each community and tonight we are blessed with jared ben defala from nami west los angeles so just a little bit of information on nami real quick it is a proud local affiliate of national alliance on mental illness and its state organization nami california they're a nonprofit organization that provides free education support and resources and they advocate for better policies to improve the lives of those living with mental health conditions as well as their families and loved ones and a little bit about jared he's been involved as a mental health advocate with nami Westside los angeles since the fall of 2020. he works for nami west la as a peer support group facilitator a teacher for NAMI's peer-to-peer -peer class, and a youth presenter for NAMI's Ending the Silence program. He is also a public speaker sharing his story of recovery with others. And we are so, so happy to have him here with us. So if everyone has a microphone, please feel free. Give it up. How's it going, Tom? Jared, how are you, my man? I'm doing well. Some amazing performances. I'm so happy that you're here with us because I, I'm just a die, truly a diehard fan of all that NAMI does. And I, I don't think that you and I have been able to have a conversation yet. So I just want to say nice to e-meet you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What brought you to NAMI originally? Anything that you feel comfortable in terms of sharing your personal story for the listener out there? Yeah, of course. So my recovery journey i've been in recovery for about seven years i spent 50 days at the psych hospital in 2015 let's just say that wasn't a great experience i was lucky enough to spend four and a half months at a residential program which is um, i believe ali may have brought up iop so i went to a residential which is like a um, literally living at a house where we're getting consistent help and treatment every single day for four and a half months and then after that, I, I came back to Los Angeles. I enrolled in school. I went to Santa Monica College. I went to USC. Graduating from USC, I felt like I needed some structure in my life again, and I wanted to make some new friends. So I just Googled mental health support group Los Angeles. And I had never heard of NAMI before, but I found NAMI. And it turned out that they had a support group every Wednesday evening at 630 uh, at the D.D. Hearst Center in Culver City for anybody who's in L.A. And I went. And within three to four weeks, I just felt like, wow, this is this is my place. This is my community. Everybody here is like me. They have a mental health condition. We can understand each other. We didn't have to hide things from each other because we weren't worried about stigma. And I pretty much began my journey with NAMI as just a participant for about, I would say, religiously attending the support groups for about a year straight. Every week. I took NAMI's peer-to-peer -peer class, which is a eight-week class for adults with a mental health condition to better understand themselves and their recovery. I took that uh, a couple times. And then in the summer of 2020, I decided that I wanted to get trained to be a facilitator, got my training, and I've been facilitating three groups a week for NAMI Westside LA since the early 2021. And I've probably done like 250 groups and I absolutely love what I do. It gives me a lot of happiness and purpose to be in that role and 
it's a beautiful thing to just be able to create these safe, supportive spaces for people with a mental health condition to be able to talk about their struggles, talk about their challenges, talk about, you know, they may be having issues with family or friends or having issues finding a job and dealing with their own mental health condition at the same time. And my job is really to just get a really safe, supportive environment for everybody to get the time and the support that they need. And really the best part of these groups is that everybody provides feedback and support and encouragement and advice for each other. So we got a lot of regulars come back every single week, multiple times a week. And sometimes they're there, they're doing okay, but they're there just because they're part of the community and they want to be there to listen to others and support others. So um, that's a little bit about my involvement. And it's just a wonderful experience that I get to have facilitating week after week. And it's really all about the, the group dynamic and the group support. Well, thank you so much, Jared. Thank you for sharing. Uh, thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for your time, man. I, I know a lot about NAMI and what they've been through, as well as, you know, just the inevitable financial struggles of being a nonprofit. And I, I just have to acknowledge that, man. I know that you you must be unbelievably passionate about this to dedicate this much of your time to it. And, and I appreciate that so much. I think that goes unnoticed constantly and and i just i want to ask about these the group support that your experience i and for the listener out there that it's easy to assume that these things cost money and these things cost a lot of money to my knowledge please correct me if i'm wrong these programs that it's entirely free correct that, that is a hundred percent correct um all the support groups that we have i can speak to the peer-to-peer -peer side as somebody with a mental health condition they are completely free um and we don't even have a, a limit. There are other NAMI affiliates where they require you to register beforehand if you want to attend a group, but our particular groups, there is obviously you don't have to spend a dime to come and you don't have to register beforehand. All you got to do is go to the NAMI West LA website, find the group and click the Zoom link and you're in. Thank you for explaining that because I think that it's really easy to to brush things off when struggling with a mental health condition. I, I'm not saying that from an insensitive place. I'm saying that as a person with a mental health condition who constantly brushes things off and it's very easy to find reasons not to do it. I think that present day, the easiest assumption is that, oh, my insurance isn't going to cover it. Or right. oh, it's just significantly too much money. And because that is the stigma. So thank you for shedding light on the fact that <laughs> there is help out there and they genuinely just want to help truly and and i i want to hear more about what it's like being the you you are the guest presenter right at the ending the silence programs oh for ending the silence so ending the silence goes into middle schools and high schools typically in west los angeles and there's a main presenter who gives like a 20 minute powerpoint about mental health about stigma about suicide prevention and then we have a usually there are one to two maybe three youth presenters. So I've been a youth presenter just coming in, usually on Zoom, telling a five to seven minute story of my own recovery journey, just to kind of give teenagers the the confidence to go, oh, somebody else has been through it too. I guess it's okay to talk about it. I guess it's okay to ask for help. Because that's really the goal is to destigmatize mental illness, mental health condition at a really early age. 
because I know for myself as a teenager struggling with anxiety, I didn't know what mental health was, you know, in the first place. And I really never even thought of going to a therapist. So I ended up just kind of repressing everything and going through life in silence, not knowing what was going on. And so with the Ending the Silence program, it just has a lot of power and cachet because we're able to give teenagers that confidence that there is hope. It's okay to ask for help. Amen. I have two things to touch on that. One, I just, I, I really am grateful that you are here and I, I, I'm sure you are thanked for your service. I'm, I'm sure people acknowledge the good work that you're doing in your, in your social life. I, I just want to tell you, just thank you for being here because oh, thank you so uh, much. it takes a lot to not only, you know, be vulnerable and, and share your story, but then take it one step further, wake up the next morning and ask, what can I do with this? And how can I, I don't know, leave this place a little bit better than I found it. And I, I am also a fellow Ending the Silence presenter. So I, oh, I'm so okay. happy. To, okay. I'm so thankful to hear about your experience. And I, I just remember 2019, it was Pali High. I don't know if you visited there yet. The Palisades well, High School? Uh, during the COVID Zoom era. So everything for me has been virtual. Oh, amazing. Okay, so I, I was in person until it turned virtual. And then I mentally just declined and had to take a, some time off. And For sure. uh, it, it was so fascinating being there in person and, and seeing like the most expensive therapists on call, just sitting there ready to go. And, and you know, being a fellow ending the silence presenter, like you, you want to sound relatable you want to try and keep these kids attention right and and yeah. you want to make them excited at the possibility of asking for help or or i don't know following up and and it was just such a great learning experience for me to see because i come from a public school that did not have resources and it's interesting to see even the schools that have all the things that they should have to prevent mental health episodes right. at school and, and to be able to help the kids it's not that it's the stigma that it still carries that affects kids and their ability to socially just like do the thing and ask for help. And, and so I want to know about your experience virtually then, uh, what has this been like talking to the kids firsthand? Do you, do you see their attention go in and out? Are you able to keep their attention through the computer screen? <laughs> uh, I, I would say it depends. I mean, I think, when the crowd, there are going to be people who are very attentive and very focused, and there might be just some people who are just kind of casually listening. But the point is, if we can go in to the schools and share, it's going to touch the lives of at least some of the people in the room. And that's really cool. Absolutely, man. I mean, you just you just need to touch the lives of, of one of them so for, so they can remember a term that they made of they might have heard or a label that they asked their parents about. Uh, it's, it's incredible. And uh, I, I miss it so much. And I, it's just, I never really get to speak to other presenters. So I just want to give you, you know, your flowers, uh, our flowers. It's I, hopefully we can do it together someday. That might be fun. Yeah. But just thank you so much for being here and, and for shedding light on again, like j just the waking up and choosing what to do with your situation. I think that's a common denominator tonight with, all the performers as well. It's like, 
it's a it's a choice it's a choice to what what we choose to do moving forward and acceptance and also just being kinder to ourselves and also giving back and and you are an amazing representation of that man i know that nobody in this room right now can see your face but uh, <laughs> right. i you know in the recap i'm going to post your face i hope that's okay that's okay fantastic uh now my question to you if anybody out there listening right now wants to follow up wants to just thank you personally is there is there an email address you feel comfortable giving out or just a way that uh somebody could reach out if they have any other questions well i think you could reach out to nami west la perfect is there an email address that you would recommend the listener to have hmm. um or emory well, the website is namila.org and they have a uh, contact us page perfect amazing that's where we will send people then that sounds great what is next for you what what is the rest of this year look like for you sure i mean i absolutely love the facilitation so i hope to just keep doing that as long as i can and uh for me it's just to continue the other part of my journey which is public speaking i am just i joined a toastmasters club early 2021 tried my hand at the speaking competition and I'm just trying to do more and more of that. Uh, tell my journey of recovery, trying to figure out how to share what's helped me, which obviously includes NAMI and community and see where that takes me. Oh, well, Jared, man, I hope you stay in touch because I'm, I'm just so happy to see you thriving and, and giving back in the way that you are. And I, I just have no doubt that you are crucial to so many people's lives and, and just how much you're facilita facilitating. It's admirable. Thank you, man, for, for all the work that you are doing. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, for everybody out there, please feel free to search NAMI West LA. I Please correct me if I'm wrong. Jared, yeah, I believe uh, the handle uh, is NAMI NAMILA.org. N-A-M-I-L-A.org. Fantastic. And that's all. I mean, that you are the headliner. The Mental Health Organization is, in fact, the headliner of each Serotonin Sunday. So thanks for headlining, man. Oh, of course. Of course. Thank you for having me. Jared, if there's anything we can do in the future, please reach out to Emery. Please reach out to myself. And uh, I, I'm sure we'll run into each other at maybe a NAMI event or, you know, maybe we'll speak to some kids together someday. Absolutely. That'd be wonderful. Awesome. And everybody, please follow up with Alexander. Please follow up with Madison. Please follow up with Allie. Please follow up with Billy. And if you want to follow up with Serotonin Sunday, uh, we will be here at this time every single Sunday. And <laughs> I have crippling anxiety when it comes to public speaking myself. So I'm using this opportunity to just not define myself by my diagnoses, not you know, think too long about the things that I don't think I can do well. And that's kind of how this showcase was formed. And here we are every single week. So please, all of you that were on the panel, please feel free to come back. You are family. This is every Sunday at 6 p.m. PST. But it will also be a podcast the following morning available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everything. So we will be pushing those links, streaming all the songs on Serotonin Sounds and making you a whopping point zero 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 one cents. But everything counts in 2022. And Serotonin Sunday is going to do their part 
Therefore, you all need to as well. Let us support artists and the art that they are creating. Please follow up with Nami. They're doing just incredible work. And I can't wait to just see, I don't know, just what the rest of this year looks like for them. So thank you all so much. My name is Dylan Dunlap. We're going to close this room in a couple seconds, and we will see you next Sunday for episode 14.